and Murata Mornings. Social Studies. Brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Before we dive headfirst into social studies, uh, neglected to inform you that we got our, our caller. Our caller number six was Chad. Oh, good. Chad Thibodeau was our qualifier. He was caller number six. Listen yes. for your name again. Another name called out today for Destination Detroit 1220 by Wolf and Luke. If you have not registered yet, just text DRAFT to 620-620, and that will get you registered to hear your name. But you got to listen. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, and I appreciate the enthusiasm and the effort by our callers. But if you think we didn't get a six callers in 40 minutes... <laughs> That's trouble and the trouble brewing on the show. Well, they know sometimes you don't answer the phone. That's that is true. I am blissfully unaware and poor at my job. But I'm doing Sarah's job today, so I'll be better because we are doing social blissfully bad at two jobs. Yes, this is social studies. Uh, Go Bickley underscore Murata on X slash Twitter. Bickley and Murata on Instagram to see videos from the show. And the first question, the Phoenix Suns welcome the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Of course, famously... The Suns blew a 2-0 lead in the finals versus the Milwaukee Bucks just a few years ago. Now, obviously, they'll never be able to get revenge against them unless they beat them in the finals. But every time you play them, there's a small little uh, thing that feels good. But I'm asking, what is the greatest example of revenge in Arizona sports Oh, history. good question. I'm I'm going to vote for something we just experienced when the Diamondbacks bashed those four home runs against the Dodgers and won that series and swept them. That is a Bye. great one. Yeah. I was, when I first read that question, I was like, what, what's it going to be? That's it. That's got to be it. it wasn't it's... just beating them. No, As we pointed out in real time, them. they embarrassed yes, the Dodgers. Right. That, that's my answer as well. That is a good answer. Several people uh, mentioned that. And, yeah, sweeping L.A. and breaking Kershaw, says Josh Perlman. This, I'm funny that, that along the same lines, this one was not mentioned, but the one that came to my mind was when the Suns swept the Spurs. The Goran Dragic had that huge game. Yes. After all those years where the Spurs just humbled and... and but we were also led to believe that that was like the last. I know nail the Spurs the won Spurs a Spurs championship, after and then that. they were good again after that. The Suns went into a ten-year drought. Uh, here's here's one. You tell me if you remember this one from Zen Dad. Arizona State beating Gary Payton and number two Oregon State in the 1990 Pac-10 basketball tournament a week after Payton and the Beavers danced on the floor center court. Does this ring a bell at all? Yes. That Pac-10 tournament was actually held in Tempe. I do remember. They only had the Pac-10 tournament for like three years, I think, and then they did away with it. Uh, But I do remember that. That was a really good Oregon State team. Seabacher uh, 44 says the Cardinals over the Cowboys in the 1998 playoffs. That's a great one. Because being a Cardinals fan, it felt like years of payback in that moment. Well, at that point, the Cardinals had been in Arizona for 10 years and had absolutely been repeatedly embarrassed by the Cowboys. They had a couple wins against the Cowboys, but I had stopped going to Cowboys games when they were in town because I just couldn't deal with the overwhelming number of Dallas fans. Right. I didn't like to be in the minority in my own stadium, so right. I just stopped going. That was a very sweet that, victory. Yeah, and that's a very normal feeling. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. And finally, Brad says, Tom Chambers, 60 points against his previous team, the Seattle Supersonics. That is true. 
A record that stood for a long time until Devin Booker came around. Yep. So uh, keep sending your thoughts on that topic. The next one, uh, we've talked a lot about the Super Bowl today. We will all week long. And looking at the matchup, what is the biggest advantage that the 49ers have over the Chiefs? And what is the biggest advantage the Chiefs have over the 49ers? Oh, okay. Good question. The biggest advantage the 49ers, or I'm sorry, that the Chiefs have, um, the obvious answer is Patrick Mahomes, but I think an underrated defense also merits a little bit of attention here. And it's, it's really the one element of this team in this game that is getting very, very little attention and and I think the Chiefs defense has been spectacular. Uh, the 49ers, it's just got to be their complement of weapons under Kyle Shanahan's system. So just yes. skill players. I agree with that. That's the 49ers advantage potentially. But I also think Shanahan is involved in their disadvantage. Andy Reid against Andy Reid's big game record against Kyle Shanahan's big game record. I go with Andy Reid. Yeah, 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 that's true. He does not have any questions on how to coach in the Super Bowl. Shanahan has a couple of uh, a couple of uh, check marks on on his resume. A lot of people agreeing with you, the coaching. They mention that, yes, while the, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, the overall offensive weapons that the 49ers have is such an advantage for them it is, it over is. the Chiefs. And uh, specifically, if you also look at running backs, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Isaac Pacheco had a, Isaiah Pacheco had a good year, but... Uh, so did Isaac. Isaac Pacheco. I, how was Taylor Smith's year, by the way, Jarrett? <laughs> Just a record-breaking Grammy win. Oh sir. man, how about that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, fi- and finally, um, uh, we started the show, Dan. Yeah. With uh, you, t- we talking about uh, your love of golf now. I'm often you golf. Your connection to the Phoenix Open, but. Not only were you not into golf until you moved to Arizona, you never really played it as well. No. So I asked, what is something that you didn't get into until later in life that you wish you would have tried sooner and why? Well, we know my answer is golf, is but golf. also guitar. So the two G's for me. When did you start playing guitar? Well, again, starting a band, put it that way. I, I played guitar as a teenager, but I didn't start a band until... Much, much later. Did you ever tinker with the idea of starting a band? I did, and then then I then I realized that I you know kind of had a. You have to have three friends money. at least. Yeah. Well, that there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine is a bit shocking. Peyote. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is shocking. Mushrooms. I, I, I thought you have been in the, for that forever. I am shocked. No. Um, mine's mine's lame, but I've talked about it recently. I waited 25 years to start watching The Sopranos. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just, changed my life. Yeah, you just I'm, did it. I'm trying to get connected. That's fantastic. <laughs> Are you gonna do another? Call into Gambo to see if. Are you gonna do another? Are you gonna do another prestige show? I know you went back to a comfort show, but I did The Wire, Breaking Bad. I will. Mad Men. I so. will. All right. Uh, just some answers. Dave Burns says hiking. Bye-bye. Hiking. Hiking. I'm glad you took it up, Dave. Never thought, hiking sucks. Never thought to walk outside until recently. Yeah. I will never hiking un- can be, be very, very overrated. I in will my book. never understand yeah. the hiking craze. I don't get it either. Especially I mean, for somebody with a bad hip who when can't the walk on even ground. I think you dare. Yeah. When the weather is nice, it's nice to be outside. But just yeah, I never got. Yeah, into it's it. nice to be outside sitting in a lounge chair with a beer. Espo says, uh, Greg Esposito, of course, says reading. Espo! Reading. Did not know how to read until recently, apparently. <laughs> well. Good for you. Consider where he went to college. Uh, oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Snoop oh boy. Vaughn says, smoking meats. <laughs> uh, 
lot of people said investing. They wish they would have done uh, more, done smarter things with their money earlier. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, so lots of good answers there. Keep sending us to that. And we are out of time here on social studies. But Bickley underscore Murata, continue answering all the questions. Somebody said water. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I, I, it sounds goofy, but there's people that say, like, growing up, they never drank water. There's they drink I, people soda. Now, like, in their coffee. Like, late adult years, who still don't drink water yeah. at all. Uh, thank you, Jared. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social studies. Coming up next, Suns and Bucks tonight. The trade deadline looming. In the NBA, it's a crucial stretch for the Phoenix Suns. We'll get into it next. Pickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Burnsy. The Phoenix Suns are back home, and they're ready for a matchup against the team that bested them in the 2021 NBA Finals. Those Bucks have gone through some big changes, just like the Suns. We'll tell you what's different about them starting at 2 o'clock here on Arizona Sports. Well, we played the game with an edge that was lacking in Atlanta. You know, and I think our guys were all uh, aggravated with how that game went. They all know that we didn't come out with the right disposition. And um, when you're getting stops and then you're playing in the open court, we can be really dynamic offensively. Frank Vogel, the head coach of the Suns, following Sunday's win in uh, Washington against the Wizards that wrapped up that seven-game road trip. Uh, it was a convincing win. It was a, it was a top-to-bottom win for the Suns. Uh, against a team that's really struggling. We're just a, a bad basketball team, by the way. And, and the Washington Wizards, they've already fired their coach. But that was yeah. the kind of, I mean, that's what you expect to do against a team like Washington. It was a really good day for Bradley Beal. But I know you, you brought this up yesterday, um, these words that keep popping up when the Suns go through their struggles or, or have a, a bit of a you know in-game swoon. Edge, disposition, yes, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that if you want to be a real contender for an mm-hmm. NBA championship, those are things that cannot come and go. They have to jump off the court. And they, yes, right. They cannot be. They cannot be negotiated. We're getting to the point in the season where, yeah, that's that's a non-starter. You can't. Hey, what's our disposition going to be tonight? Got the Milwaukee Bucks coming to town. One of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They've gone through their struggles as of late too, but they've got a better record than the Suns. Um, this should be a measuring stick for the Suns mm-hmm. with or without full uh, a full complement of bucks. There's a couple guys, uh, Damian Lillard, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis are all on the injury report for different reasons. Giannis is probable. Mm-hmm. He's going to play. Uh, Lillard and Lopez, we will see about. But you know, yeah. you can't worry about who they have or who no, they don't have. No, no, you can't. You got to handle. You got to handle your own business right now if you're the Suns. Because yeah. Finally, they have full health. Right. And and I really hope that the Bucks come at them with the full strength and full health too. as well. I, I think that this basketball team needs it. I think we need it. Um, going into the trade deadline, I think it, every little bit is going to help here. Um, I understand the need to kind of stack some victories here because as it is right now. The the Suns are on pace for 47, maybe 48 wins, mm-hmm. and that that's going to get you into the playoffs. But where that's going to be the big question. So you stay, you start stacking some wins, then those projections you might get up to 50, um, and 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 if you do that, then you're going to be a top six team, and that's really really what should be this basketball team's kind of um, ending spot and goal, if you will. So I, I'm I'm real curious about this because you do know that players know when it's a big game. 
and and you don't have to tell Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal that that's Giannis and Dame on the other side if they're mm-hmm. playing, and and so it's sort of like a, it's it what it is it's like it's like a thermostat. You're like you've got the turkey in the oven for a couple hours. Let's let's see. Let's see where it's at. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what the way it is with, the, with this basketball team tonight. Uh, the Suns have played 15 straight games with the big three together. Yes. 10 and 5 in those games. In those games, individually, Devin Booker is averaging 30.2 points per game on 54% shooting, 39% from three-point range. Kevin Durant is averaging 25.4 points per game on mm-hmm. 56% shooting. Crazy. And forty-three, almost 44% from three-point range. And Bradley Beal is averaging 19 points per game. He's over 50% from the floor, even with his uh, shooting slump that he went through before the Washington mm-hmm. game. And he's shooting a very respectable 35%. So yeah. I think that comfort level is evident when you look at those numbers. But the comfort level has to be there with everybody else. Um, Grayson Allen had a couple quiet games in a row. Mm -hmm. Yusuf Nurkic, on the other hand, has been fantastic in his last couple games. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they've done, I think, a great job, the Suns have, of uh, exploiting defensive weaknesses against Nurkic early in games. They get him involved, and uh, I think that's always a good recipe to get your yeah. big man involved early, keep him engaged. Yes. And they've done a really good job Yeah, of that. and so again, I, I think against quality opponents, what, where, where you always go with this basketball team is to the fourth quarter, and I, that's what I want to see. I want to see a clean fourth quarter. Um, if if you if you remember the Magic game, I think the Magic game was one of the handful of games that were was very, very frustrating, uh-huh. right? Because you know, there's a lot of size on that Magic team, but but the hell they caused defensively, um, just harassing p- those who were bringing the ball up the court. KD had it poked away, and I remember that play vividly. Yeah, and and when it comes to their turnover numbers, their assisted turnovers are about twenty fifth in the NBA, twenty seventh in turnover percentage. Period. That's something they got to clean up. They've got they have got to get to the finish line of these big basketball games a little cleaner. Absolutely, and and you talk about fourth quarter. Those, there was those back to back fourth quarters. In Indiana and Orlando, the first two losses on that road trip, they scored a combined 30 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And that was, I right. mean, the Indiana game was so perplexing because everything came easy in the first three quarters offensively, and mm-hmm. then it just it, it just shut down. Th- there's no big secret here. That needs to improve. You pointed it out on yesterday's show. On the seven-game road trip, the Suns got outscored in the fourth quarter six of the seven games. Yeah. Uh, and you can accept it if it's by, like, you know, even Washington, that game was done. They got outscored in the fourth quarter of that game. You'll take it. Mm-hmm. But you can't have those quarters where you're getting outscored by 13, 15 points. No. That will, that will cripple you. And the Suns have had way too many of those yeah. so far this yes, year. Yes, no, that's exactly right. So um, I, I, I I really like the, the game they played against Dallas might be the high water mark, in my opinion. There there might be others, um, but but that's, that's the kind of basketball team we all want to see. Yeah. Yeah, here something I was thinking about too with the injury, uh, you know, league wide, and mm-hmm. it, and it could have local applications as well. Joe Embiid is going to miss time. I, I I'm, I'd be, I know they're not ruling out a return this year. I'd be surprised if he comes back. Mm-hmm. He was the leading contender for the MVP. He's not going to have enough games played, and obviously uh, the Sixers are not going to win a whole lot of games with him out right now. As I see it. There is a field of like eight legitimate MVP candidates at this point of the season. We're past the halfway point. 
And there's room for more to join. And uh, when I say that, I'm looking at a couple guys with the Suns and, and Booker and Durant mm-hmm. who have, uh, you know, if the Suns get red hot, those guys can enter enter the, the mix. But right now, tell me if you agree with this list. All right. Jokic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Kawhi Leonard, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Luka Doncic. With maybe the inclusion of a Booker or and or Durant, depending on what the Suns do. Um, and the only reason, really, because I, I know this is tied to winning, mm-hmm. Doncic's numbers are just too good to ignore, even right. though their win loss record is right. not, is not you know immaculate. I have um I, I I that list might have believe it or not Kawhi a little bit low. I that's not necessarily the order. Oh, it's I would not put in order. In. Okay, yeah, that yes. Then then just for as a compilation of names, yes. I, it might be Jokic, Kawhi, Jalen Brunson, one, two, three, right now. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I just uh, watch, and I, I've seen more Clippers basketball this year than I have in a long time. It just it it the more you watch him when he is healthy on a game to game basis, he is just you forget how monstrous he is. But that's the thing about the Clippers. If you are a diehard Clippers fan, how how confident are you in this team staying together physically? Yeah, I've got another question. If you're a diehard Clippers fan, <laughs> here we go. Is it hard being one of three? <laughs> Well, not when you have such easy access to the bathrooms, man. Dude, <laughs> you're all about all the toilets in the new place, Jarrett. And that's one toilet for every season ticket holder. <laughs> that's Billy, that's luxury. Billy uh-huh. Crystal gets his own toilet. Uh huh. Clipper Daryl gets his own toilet. Uh, one dedicated to the late Penny Marshall. <laughs> Bill Simmons gets his own. toilet. <laughs> 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 you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line six twenty six twenty right now. Suns and Bucks national television, so a later start. We'll hope it's close to 8 o'clock here on Arizona Sports on 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Coming up next, it is Tuesday. Jared's going to roll out another round of mustache, not a mustache. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Toilets! Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Today's Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Do you agree with Charles Barkley saying Bradley Beal should come off the bench? Beal on the bench. <laughs> you agree with the Chuckster or no? Yes or no, Vic? Mm, no. Right. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Right. It's the chess move Ooh, to be this making. This is getting closer, by the All way. Right. When I checked it earlier, it was like sixty-two percent no. Now it's fifty-four percent no. Forty-six percent say yes. Bring him off the bench. Got some time to tinker, but I don't think now's the time. There is uh, today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You could vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache, big mustache, thick mustache, my mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache, a mustache, a mustache. If you only got a mustache, he doesn't even have a mustache. Okay, it is that time, 9.30 on a Tuesday. Time for America's fastest growing facial hair related quiz sensation, mustache. 
Bush. No. Wow. Yeah. That was fantastic, yeah. you two. Uh-huh. Got to give a little, a little sass, a little zest, a little zazz to the proceedings. I'll be playing a soundbite. Yes. I'll be playing a soundbite from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song. Piccoli Murado will have to tell me whether a person that's talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. They get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person. First one, the 10 wins. And today's topic, because uh, yesterday was opening night. Uh, but it was formerly known as Media Day, where all the media goes to the Super Bowl. The topic is all things media. So TV, radio, news, wow. newspapers. That doesn't narrow it down at all. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I, that, yeah, all right. Okay, fair enough. Okay, let's do it. Uh, who remembers who won last week? Uh, you should, as the producer well, of this I program. Well, I should, but the you know, host of the program. Sarah's usually on top of that. Uh, I think Bick won. Bick, would you like to go first? I'll go first. Second? Yes, I'll go first. Well, then how about with this? Green Day, not a mustache. That is correct. Two points for Dan. Vince Murata. You know that song was written about Jared Carlin? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I do love, though, that... Uh Recently, they did they did some performance on some award show, and they changed a the lyric to something, and everyone was like, "I can't believe Green Day is becoming political." <laughs> they wrote an entire album. Yeah, them against yeah. Ra- Same uh, them against 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 Rage. Same yeah, yeah. I know. All right, uh, Vince. Uh, forever the answer to a trivia question. That is the Buggles. The Buggles. For as famous as that video is, I can't even picture it. I don't even... Uh, I'm going to say not a mustache. That is correct. Not a mustache. Yes, famous. What, the first video ever shown on MTV? First video shown on MTV. Wow. Yeah, how about that? All right. Uh, Dan Bickley. Yeah. This is news, media, TV, radio, all that is the mm-hmm. topic. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Walter Cronkite mustache. That is correct. One of the more famous news broadcasts mm-hmm. of all time. He always had a mustache, didn't he? He did, even when he was younger. Like in this clip, he had a thin uh, mustache. Yeah, I would have missed that one. Oh. Well, You'd add not mustache? I thought the mustache was a late... Uh, you know, well, late- it's hard because... In those days, it was in black and white, so right. the mustache wasn't as easy to see. Yeah, but it true, didn't. true. All right, uh, Vince? Yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? <laughs> I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! <laughs> Uh, Will Ferrell is Ron Burgundy. Glorious mustache. That is correct. All right. We are moving along. Uh, Dan Bickley. Swimmingly. 4-4. Four, four. Uh, that would be Freddie Mercury mustache. That is correct. 
unfortunate era of Queen. I was just going to ask you, what do you think about that? The the poppy queen that they became in the 80s there. No, thank you. All right, Vince. Yes. That is Michael Stipe, R.E.M. Whatever not, happened to them? Not a mustache. They broke up a few years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. After many, many, many years together. That is the first song on, I believe, uh, Out of Time. I believe so. They're famous. You could have gone uh, Radio, yes, Radio Free, Free Europe. Europe yeah, they had. Yeah. All right. Uh, good, good battle here so far. Six, six. Six, six. Dual perfect games. Go on to the seventh. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. That is uh, Huey Lewis, not a mustache. That is Huey Lewis and the news, of course. You know what's yes. fantastic? There's a vi- there's a video on social media. It's because uh, there's a new show, I guess, on the making of We Are the World, and it, Michael Jackson delivers his line, and then it's Huey Lewis, and then it's um, uh, Cindy Lauper, and they both oh, sing oh, right, oh. and the look of disgust on Michael Jackson's face is priceless. <laughs> it's yeah. like the bass player of Whiskey's Quicker the Night that I tried to sing harmony. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We've entered uh, Bix Perfect at eight points. We've entered the Vince, I think you can get this one phase of the game. Vince, I think you can get this one. Uh, it's a little tricky, but I think uh-huh. you can get it. Elvis Costello. I think that was before his mustache. Yes, that is a young Elvis Costello. Very well done. Kind of a very signature sound to his music. All right. Elvis Costello and the Commotion? Is that right? I don't remember. I'm not sure about his band name. All right, we got a perfect score going into the final round. Let's do it. Sons uh, never have gotten the recognition that they deserved (laughs) even when they were going to the finals and, and the winningest team in the West. But they will now because they have a superstar and uh, the media is going to be following closely the Phoenix Suns the rest of the way. No question about that. The great Al McCoy, not a mustache. That is correct. That's shortly after they traded for Kevin Durant. All right. By the way, it was uh, Elvis Costello and the Attractions. The Attractions. Or the the Imposters, I guess. Oh, Different bands, yeah. yeah. All right. Vince Murata for the tie. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah Cazell will be ready for the tie. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> I read the news today, oh boy, about a lucky man who made the grade. And though the news was rather sad. That is, uh, wow, I think that that's John Lennon, right? 
Yeah. Mustache. That is correct. Uh, Nicely done, dude. Got it. Yes, that was the era where they all had facial hair. Yeah. During the uh, the second half of their sort of career. And we have a perfect score, a 10 out of 10 on them. You guys are longtime media members. I expected nothing less. And you should expect nothing less than me than to give you a great tiebreaker question right after this commercial break. (laughs) Mustache. Not a mustache. Well, a mustache, a mustache. It's smoother mustache, every week. Big mustache, big mustache, my mustache. We'll wrap this thing up after this on this, uh, what today is today? Tuesday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He doesn't even have a mustache. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. Admittedly, this might be one of the most obscure songs of the day ever. It's all right. Keeping with the theme of mustache, not a mustache, as Jared played the video killed the radio star. There's kind of a disconcerting beat to this song. It's like a little bit. Like a cowbell kind of thing going. I need more cowbell. This is Internet Killed the Video Star. A 2011 song by a band called The Limousines. You ever heard this? No. It's interesting. It was a desperate attempt to go viral back in 2011. All these years later now, do, do TikTok killed the internet star? That is true. Although, isn't there a thing going on on TikTok now that everybody who's got uh, music on their TikTok has had it taken off due to copyright infringement? So, <laughs> 2024 problems. The limousines, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, Jared. We've got double perfect games going. All right, talking about the Super Bowl. uh, The question is, what was the announced attendance for the very first Super Bowl? Ooh. All right. So the way this works is I will enter my uh, guess via messenger. Mm-hmm. And then we'll wait and we'll get yours verbally. Announced attendance for the first Super Bowl. My right. guess is in. Okay. My guess is in. 58,750. 58,750. Vince guessed 94,350. The game, of course, was in the Los Angeles Coliseum. Oh, I was thinking Green Bay. But you were Nobody very close. went? Dan was very close. Really? Yes, the announced attendance. Where did I put it? <laughs> <laughs> 61,948. Wow. How about that? 61,000. Wow. So lots of empty seats there in that giant, giant stadium. It's over uh, 100,000 seat stadium. It is. Yeah, that's... I. But, oh, you know, wow. the Super Bowl wasn't the Super Bowl. I mean, it was, but it wasn't all the hoopla like it, it was. It was just a bowl. It, it wasn't quite super yet. It wasn't even saying. a bowl. It, it wasn't even a, a bowl. It was just a game. It was just soup. Uh-oh. Don't get... Don't, how do you feel no, about soup? I, soup, yeah. soup, soup, soup. I'm, I'm looking it up to see what uh, 
the ticket price to Super Bowl One was. It only cost, for a 30 second commercial, it cost $42,000 in those days. All right, here it says uh, the first thing that came up on, on the Google machine. An average ticket price for Super Bowl One uh, average cost was twelve dollars. <laughs> wow! And they still couldn't fill the joint to watch a hungover Max McGee dominate Ooh, the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. How about it, right? Bart Starr, <laughs> Paul Horning, Ray Nitschke, Jim Taylor. What about the other side? Glenn Dawson, Jerry Kramer. Oh, the Chiefs side. Yeah. 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 Oh, you were going. You were going defense. Yeah. yeah. Can you name another Chiefs player other than Len Dawson? Buck Buchanan. Whoa. Yeah. Otis Taylor. Yeah. There you go. I forget we're old and we collected football cards. We too. did. <laughs> yeah. Um, there might be something unveiled at NBA All Star Weekend that could be the standard moving forward. A lot of people wonder about now all these teams with all their uh, different uniforms. Now a lot of teams have different courts, mm-hmm. like two or three different courts. Did you see what they're unveiling at the NBA All-Star Weekend? No. They're unveiling a LED floor that will be used not for the game, I'm guessing, but it will be used for the, some of the All-Star Saturday events so they can change the look of the floor digitally. Wow. Okay. So I don't know. Wouldn't that be disorienting? Well, if you're on the court, though, how much can you actually tell? Or is it only something that you could see sort of from above? I mean, if no, it's, you if have it's to LED, be, no, you have to be able be... to see the the, the yeah. lines on the floor for like a three point shooting right, contest. Right, right, right. But I'm saying like the whole yeah, design. I don't, I don't know if they have it perfected to where it can be. Uh, you know, the surface means something. The footing absolutely means something. So I don't know. How close they are to actually act, actually implementing this into the the standard for for right. play, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's that far off. What happens first? The NBA goes to LED courts, or the NFL actually puts a chip in the ball to determine where to spot it. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably a close question. I'm always taking the NBA in terms of innovation over the NFL. Yes. Every single yeah, that's time. Yeah, that's a pretty safe bet, isn't it? Speaking of innovation, we had our first ever NFL playoff game on a streaming service this year. Mm-hmm. We complained about it. Rightfully so. It was on mm-hmm. Peacock. Uh, Roger Goodell was asked during his press conference yesterday about uh, will the Super Bowl ever be streamed? Yeah. Because that's a thing. Uh-huh. Hey, there's money to be made, right? He said, not in my lifetime. Oh, so he's standing up for the little guy. Is that what he's saying, Vinny? Because he really is a champion of the people. It's not all about money. Oh, of course it is. (laughs) Not all the time. Yeah, listen. How old is he? Uh, He's got to be in his mid-60s, I would say. That should have been the tiebreaker question. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Goodell is 64 years old. 64. Yeah. There was actually a, there was a wave of stories a couple days ago that did, that raised that very question. Would the NFL ever have the audacity, the greed, to charge to go pay, to put the Super Bowl behind a paywall? <laughs> yes. Don't tempt him. Don't you know, tempt him. You know what's weird about paywall? I was thinking about paywalls. And when the internet rolled out, I don't know how seriously 
the newspaper industry took the internet threat. It was like, hey, it's a tool. Not serious enough. Yeah. yeah, they were, as usual, so about 15 years behind the curve. They didn't in- implement the paywall immediately. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to do it. And Can't do it. It's a backwards movement. Can't it's do it. Not- but you know what's like everything that's fr- the podcasts are pretty much free at this point. Now I know people sell advertising on their podcasts, mm-hmm. but podcasts are never behind paywalls. Did I just invent something? Wow. Well, maybe they are, and I'm just not that adept at podcasting. No, there. I think there's ones that you have to like subscribe to the platform that they're broadcast on, like a Substack or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or Apple Music, or you know me, like I'm that. always creating new revenue streams. <laughs> yes, you are. That's what I've been yeah, known for my whole life. If no, you're entrepreneurial, if nothing else, Vinny. I've been saying that about you for years. Hey, see these two nickels I'm rubbing together? <laughs> Thanks to Bobby Hurley. We'll catch you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports. Have a great day, everybody.